0: Welcome back to Sit Down with the Breakdown. I'm your host, Brian, and today we are joined by Solaris.
1: Am I saying that right? i I guess that's a that's a hard i guess have we decided the pronunciation of it
2: yet i think josh has an idea josh i
3: say solaris so yes that's correct i say (laughs)
2: say,
4: follow your
5: heart i i I go with celeries but i i'm in the minority (laughs) there so probably solaris is good yeah john's a a
1: real fucking all words are made up anyway that's true. Languages, language is, language is a, a lie, except when it's done by the contortionist. Twenty
2: fourteen. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> well, you guys
0: seem like a fun group
1: of guys and
0: gals. Guys and gal. Yeah. Guys Sometimes. and gals. Yeah. Most of the time.
4: <laughs> well, uh, I'll
0: let you try to decide what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we support whatever decision anybody decides to do. Um. So, why don't you get started by telling us a little bit about the band, uh, when it was formed, uh, where everyone's from, Social Security, last four, or last uh, six numbers <laughs> on the back of your credit card.
1: Just need those 16 digits on the front of your credit card. And the wacky-free <laughs> ones on the back. Uh, yeah, I guess it's probably it's probably on Josh or Rachel, since they're the ones who kind of got the whole thing started, so I'll give y'all the floor.
4: Yep.
3: So, we formed... I guess it was, like, me and Rachel to start in, like, the spring of 2018. Uh, I had just moved to North Carolina and was looking to start a band, and I checked the uh, the Triangle subreddit and saw there was a post that was, like, six months old of a guitarist looking for a drummer to start a prog metal band. And so I hit that person up, and it turned out to be Rachel. And then, yeah, it took us, like... What maybe a year to get this lineup? We just, yes, yeah, we found yeah. Dan through Facebook, and where was John from? John from is also from Reddit, yeah. Oh yeah, Reddit man. <laughs> and uh, Chris, Chris, was a friend of Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. And so yeah, we've been playing together for a few years now. Yeah, yeah that's...
0: I would be careful announcing that you found or that you were even on Reddit. That's a uh... It's <laughs> kind of a, uh, not a good sign. Well, <laughs> and
4: sometimes would when you're
1: desperate, if it was 2015 and you were like Tumblr, I'd be like, you got it, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Reddit, Reddit's, uh, Reddit's all right.
2: I will say yeah. it was like one of those, those places that I posted out of just sure, sure desperation because I was on Craigslist. It wasn't working. Went to Facebook. I didn't know anybody. Cause I also moved to North Carolina, not too long uh, I think it was a little bit before Josh moved to North Carolina. I was there.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like you guys got pretty lucky finding people then.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> surprised, honestly, how quick, like, we were able to throw the whole lineup together.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
6: we went through a few different people. We're the survivors.
1: Yeah. That's okay.
6: right.
5: <laughs> At one point, this <laughs> was a 20-piece ensemble, but uh, we got the horns. <laughs> And the
4: strings, yeah. And now
5: we're just down to
1: this. So we don't, we don't know how to program our instruments. So we just fucking look for people <laughs> off the street to do it for us.
4: <laughs>
0: well, Dan, that's a shame. I was really looking forward to the uh, fusion of ska and uh, Prague.
5: Yeah, right? man. You, so. uh, you're just gonna are <laughs> gonna have to look for another band. I, I guess
1: we I mean, don't have don't the room. We never say never.
2: I don't trust uh-huh. Josh over
1: the there. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you you got to look for another band unless
4: <laughs>
0: well how long have you guys been playing your uh respective instruments
1: uh, i guess uh, I'm i've been sure. i've been i've been doing bass for like nine years now as of i guess of a few months ago um yeah i got a fucking fender squire jazz bass for my 18th birthday nice and, uh yeah i still have that thing i'm don't think i'm ever gonna get rid of it and it's a good bass even yeah. if it's just a backup it really is. I played my first show ever with my old band, Cytokine Storm, with it, and man, that was not the not the genre it's made for. Um, but I see that hey, subtle plug. It fucking. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to plug. Like we 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 disbanded, but yeah, no, it's uh that thing is that thing is great. I I love most things that Fender puts out are pretty awesome.
0: They are, and I hope you know that now that uh, you've said that, uh, people are going to be uh, inspiring that. Uh, the band's getting back together.
1: Uh, oh. Well, TBD. <laughs>
5: oh <my gosh. laughs> okay. I, yeah. I, so to ride off of Dan's coattails, because uh, that's all all we're doing anyway.
4: Um, <laughs> I, it,
5: I, uh I've been playing guitar. Oh, uh, god, I don't know, thirteen years. No, more than that. Um, How old's the fucking uh, earth? Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. I am I am older than dirt. Um, I guess sixteen. We'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. So I I picked it up from uh, my grandfather. He always played, and so I started off learning all those old school hair, not even hair rock. I guess like seventies rock tunes, Zeppelin and Skinners, and you know proper, you know redneck stuff like you know like that. <laughs> So,
0: nothing wrong with that, you know. Everybody's got to get started somewhere.
5: Oh, hey, man, I I own it a hundred percent. Molly Hatchet is still like top five bands for me.
3: Uh, I'm 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 all about that that trashy shit. <laughs> <laughs> John's what we call a shred neck. <laughs> I guess you could say he grew up flirting with disaster. Oh, boop, that boop, was
1: bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get called out.
4: <laughs> so now are you guys like uh
0: are you guys like most of the bands that i've uh i've encountered that you know most of the group members are around the same age and you got the one or two outliers are like 10 okay. years older than everybody else
3: oh. um not that too far bad. i'm the oldest i just turned 30 okay everyone else like mid-20s
1: yeah i'm 25 and i'm on the younger end yeah, I guess I'm the next youngest behind Josh or I'm rather the second oldest. so I'm, I just turned 27 back in the am,
5: am
6: I younger than you, Rachel?
2: I'm 24, so. Okay.
5: Yeah, Rachel's the baby.
4: <laughs>
5: I always that's say cool. that cuz I'm always the baby, so I get to I get to be like not this time. You're the middle child, John. I am. I'm the unloved middle child, that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least I'm
0: Dan, why don't you go? And why don't you go to your room and let the adults talk? Oh, uh, <laughs>
5: shit. Okay. Hey,
3: watch your language, young man. Oh, <laughs> now dad's was going to
5: wash my mouth out with soap. Grab the soap. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: um, I, guess I can go next. Um, I've been playing drums for like 18 years now. Started in like middle school band class and just played like in marching band and jazz band throughout high school and college. And this is my first like real band experience or like i guess band that's not uh, a school ensemble playing like boring marches and stuff like that so
0: i ever hear you talk about the saints come marching in like that or cross, <laughs> cross buns again dude i might <laughs> might just lose my cool <laughs>
5: <laughs> well you're you're not gonna like what we've decided to do for a cover oh that's right we're definitely not doing that yeah that's not a not a thing
2: (laughs) all right i guess i'll I'll go next to save chris to be last um (laughs) i'm i'm very i i think i'm a late bloomer to the guitar because i always had music around me when i was growing up because my dad he played a lot of music and he knew like a power chord or two, that's his favorite thing to play power chords. So he he tried to get me into guitar, but it was something that I didn't really play much. Like here and there I'd play on the single string, like, I don't know, all those, those metal songs, Iron Man, all that, but not really seriously. I was very busy with school. And then I had a bass, so everyone needed a bass player, but then they'd break up after one month,
3: <laughs> as high school
2: bands do. So I had my first real band when I went to college, and they they were just better musicians than me so I just had to get good and then I moved to North Carolina and I'm getting better because everyone's super talented in this band and they're challenging me all the time so I've I've actually grown as a guitarist in the last five years tremendously so I'd say seriously five the last five years seriously but I've there's always been a guitar around the house but last five years I'd say
0: okay well it's always good to have a not exactly competition, just someone to drive you to uh get better at your craft, especially in the same band.
5: I'm just waiting for Rachel to get good enough that I can just like mime on stage and she can play <laughs> everything.
6: Yeah, you you <laughs> hop off the guitar and then you join me as the second vocalist and then yeah. then we're cooking with fire. Yeah, dog, dog, I'm
1: thinking like a tambourine. Then oh. we go then we go from Solaris to truly we become John and his butter biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a rejected band name, maybe?
4: Uh, no. <laughs> it's it's the, I, I'll say this.
3: It
1: was not, it's, it's not the first time that the, the name has come to the You light. know how some
6: bands like rebrand for an album or two?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: We're just saving that one, you know? If, if we ever <laughs> piss our fans off bad enough, we'll just switch <laughs> off names. Nobody will ever know. Yep, our, our, our Bluegrass uh, group.
0: Bluegrass so, is actually... becoming popular again surprisingly with uh there's a lot of like metal songs being turned into bluegrass i've been oh yeah
2: is it all by rob scallon all of his banjo songs that he plays
0: (laughs) thankfully not (laughs) 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 well shit there goes an endorsement (laughs) damn it
5: no, I, I mean, that's again, speaking my language, man, that's that's hillbilly shit. I'm I'm all about that. So, yeah, but it has been for sure. Uh, there's some I think a lot of mainline country artists have been bringing bluegrass into the limelight a little bit more. Um, you got a lot of guys from Kentucky who are big in the, I guess, all country scene. So they're kind of boosting the bluegrass thing because, I mean, they're all hill people for the most part. So that that's like their roots, I guess true true little little diversion <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah i um, think we
0: were at you chris
6: yeah um so unlike uh the rest of the uh fellows in the group um this is my first shot at actual like music performance um Unless you count again, like high school shenanigans, Dan and I were briefly in a, 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 a high very, school band, very
1: not serious band
4: that did um, not it, do anything. We
6: we formed it with the intention of playing at the high school pep rally once, and that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but what a shame, right? Oh my God, <laughs> but uh, I wasn't even in, into vocals back then. I was doing bass, and Dan was doing drums. Um, I had kind of like switched back and forth between wanting to learn guitar and then wanting to learn bass and then just not being interested in music for a while. But more recently, and I do owe this pretty much to Dan uh, just because he shared a lot of his more interesting music uh, that he's discovered with me and that kind of got me more back into music. Okay. Um, So kind of around that time, like three years ago, three or four years ago I started really getting back into it and then when I finally got my license and I was able to get into a car and then start singing along at the radio without anyone being able to hear me I was like you know I'm actually pretty good at this and so (laughs) um, just over the months you know Dan and I were hanging out and I confided some of that to him and he was one day out of the blue, I got a text from him saying, hey, uh I found this band. They're looking for a bassist and a vocalist. You want to be the vocalist? And I was like, what? What? well, uh, <laughs> what the hell? Why not? Yeah. So, yeah, literally, I've just been kind of trying to figure this all out as I go. And so far, I've been pretty, uh, pretty happy with the results, all things considered.
0: Well, I'm yep. extremely impressed just based off of the uh, the album, personally. I
6: appreciate it. It's it's definitely one of those things where it was kind of a magical experience to watch it all go from something like just a complete pipe dream, like to an actual real thing in the span of like two two and a half years. So yeah, that's been pretty cool. But yeah, I am still very new to the whole thing, but I'm
0: I'm figuring it out. I have a theory that no one ever really feels like they get used to uh, to being a musician. <laughs> No matter how far they get, no, oh,
6: definitely feels
0: like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if if the feeling of being new to it wears off, I sure as hell don't know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the, the, James Hetfield walks on stage every time, like this is the night. This is the night they figured <laughs> me out. I'm I'm bullshitting up here, man. He's still got butterflies. <laughs>
0: Yeah. what do you
4: I mean, think
1: you can... he says yeah every three lines on the outside yeah, like, he just doesn't know what else to do on the outside he's like yeah but on the inside he's like no <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like the the music industry is constantly changing so even the veterans are still figuring out how to like use all the newest technology to, to its fullest extent to like advance and innovate in the industry and stay on top of things so of course, no one ever really gets used to it.
5: Unless yeah. you're fish.
6: <laughs>
5: well, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just find the pocket real early on and that's just <laughs> that's just I'm, where you live for I'm gonna just ride this forever.
5: for fifty years. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'd be mad at that joke if I wasn't a bigger fish fan. <laughs> I
4: mean, you I mean
5: I, I'm, I'm not hating on them, dude. Like, they, they've got it, they're in the zone. Like, I'm I'm I feel like if if you know what works, do it.
4: Oh,
0: absolutely. And if that just happens to be recording the same album for the past what 25 years now, go for it.
5: I mean, them and ACDC both, man.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going on the record here saying fuck ACDC. <laughs> you want to play the same trash riff and get uh, drum parts all over every song, go for it. But Dog, don't you... expect everybody to like you.
5: Dog, you're oh, going to get kicked in the head by a kangaroo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever go to Australia.
6: You know, it's really
4: funny.
6: I, <laughs> I, uh, I used to be really into ACDC, like, back in middle high school. And just to see how far I've come from that to where I am now, music, like, just as far as tastes it's wild
0: crazy oh yeah i don't know anybody who wasn't into acdc for at least a six month period
4: (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah. like you're like a six-year-old dad (laughs) i
5: mean even man even then like i feel like i don't know there's like i feel like everybody hears that one acdc song and you're like oh, okay this is like what rock is like that's basically (laughs) that like that's how we all all kind of find our definition and then we just go from there. We realize, like, oh shit, like this is kind of like that, but it's got like more than three chords, and like this is like kind of <laughs> like that, but like, wait, music
1: can be picture. more interesting. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure popular belief.
0: I don't get me wrong. I'll give credit where it's due. I think that they're definitely pioneers in the in the rock scene, but for sure that that extends to their first three albums and first three albums alone.
5: I got to give them credit for this. They created an entire catalog that I can always remember the words to, even when I'm, you know, shit-faced. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, they're the ultimate karaoke band. You know, oh, absolutely.
0: I... Them and uh, Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> he drinks oh, a man. whiskey drink,
1: he drinks a lot of drink. <laughs> So, uh,
0: going in more de- into more depth of uh, each of your crafts, uh, what does uh, what does the uh, Solaris bands kits and uh, rigs look like?
5: Oh man, we all love this so much. Who <laughs> <Yes. laughs> gets to go first?
6: <laughs> Here, I'll answer first because my answer is going to be the simplest. So, yeah. <laughs> right now, uh, as far as equipment that I'm working with, I have a, a little pre-owned sixty dollars Cobalt ninety five stage mic i think is the model um and that's what i've been using basically the whole time i've been with the band i'm plugged into a little bass amp <laughs> with uh uh some leftover pedals from dan and
2: i think just dan
4: right think,
6: yeah, just just dan's think, leftover I pedals they, yeah, i think
1: those are just mine some yeah, delay, some reverb. There like there's like a fucking flashback X4 and like a shitty ass digitech Polara reverb.
6: Moral of the story is basically I'm in leftover mode. I <laughs> <laughs> I am scrounging for scraps at the moment. But um <laughs> yeah, that's the the quickest answer of the band.
0: Hey man, if it works, go with it, you know? Hell yeah. Unless you're ACDC. <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> and then, sure. and then maybe not.
2: Some kangaroos,
5: though.
0: Magic. I, I promise it's... this whole podcast isn't just going to be me shitting on ACDC. <laughs> I'd be
5: cool with that, dude. Like, yeah, that's... I don't. I don't think <laughs> i complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's tomorrow night's podcast. Damn oh, it! Right. Yeah, going to save some material.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just you know you're just trying out your tight five you know just seeing how it plays. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, I gotta I gotta go.
0: test my audience. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who's next?
5: Uh, let let Josh let let Josh riff yeah. on it because because I feel like the guitar thing is just <laughs> and bass we're yeah, yeah. spiraling
6: happened. hellhole
4: of <laughs> endless <laughs> discussion.
3: Oh goodness, sure. So I've got a Pearl Birch Masters BCX kit. It's a four piece, and then I have the Pearl Vision Birch snare. And uh, for all the symbols, it's just all like Zildjian A and A Customs. I have the 19-inch A Ultra Hammered, uh, 10-inch A Splash and Fast Splash, and 21-inch A Sweet Ride, 18-inch A Custom Crash, and 16-inch A Medium Thin Crash. And then for double pedal, I have the Pearl Power Shifter pedal and... Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: I want to give you applause. You were the first (laughs) drummer I've talked to as long as, as far as I've been doing this podcast that off the top of their head, just went through every piece (laughs) on their kit. And I I just want to say, I'm a big fan of that. I was just thinking that like, wow, do you have a list?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I may or
3: may not have wrote it down so that I don't.
0: (laughs) 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 Cheating. (laughs) Cheating.
4: Yeah, we just can't looking at the up. writing
0: on his hand, just sweating nervously.
4: Hope he doesn't come off. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess do I go? Do I go next, or do we delve into guitar world? <laughs> nah, <No>, Dan, Dan, <laughs>
2: gotta go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay,
1: lay it uh, on us. Lay it we'll, on. Us, we'll we'll rip the bandit off after me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I I'm a I'm a big Ibanez bass guy. Um, so my most recent get that I've been kind of using lately because we play well. Um, I won't say that a little bit, but I'll say that um, <laughs> most recently I picked up this uh, Ibanez EHB the, the 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 their new headless models the 156 multi scale. Um, How is, are you liking that? It's fucking sweet. Like I I, I wasn't sure about the wood choices just because like I've never fucking even heard of Panga Panga before I picked this thing up, but like it's got like all of the crispness of like ebony or like maple. Okay. Which I guess are not quite the same, but like, and like, it looks nice and dark, and like, oh, the aesthetics of it are just fucking Mm. chef's fucking kiss right there. Like, (laughs) it's nice. It's loaded with those fucking Nordstrom big splits. And ever since I fucking like plugged this thing in and played through it the first time, I was just goddamn. Like, (laughs) I I would, I would stick these, these big splits in every fucking base I own. And eventually, that's going to be a goal of mine.
0: Oh yeah. Does the, uh, does it not having a headstock, does that, uh, throw you off?
1: Not really, honestly. Like the thing about playing six string basses like I do is your fucking instruments on average weigh like 16 pounds. And when you're like up on stage, like up in practice, like standing for hours and hours and hours rehearsing shit, that stuff weighs on your fucking shoulders. Like, and Absolutely. honestly, if I could, if I could like chop the headstock off or like chamber out the body to shed weight. No fucking question, I'd do it. Like, yeah, if I could, if I could chop the head and like get like headless hardware on the bridge of like all of my guitars, yeah, no, no question, I'd absolutely do it. Um, weird to adjust to, maybe a little bit, but I feel like it's only really like an aesthetic weirdness that you have to get over because, like, functionally it's the exact same. The multi scale on it though, that was that was a little weird for me to get used to because I, oh, I can it, imagine, yeah, because this is like the first time I played an instrument that's fan frets, and it was. It took, it took like, maybe a couple... Well, I wouldn't say, like, a, a week, but, like, it took at least, like, a couple of days for me to really get acclimated to it. Um, and now it's, like, second nature. Um, but, yeah, now that thing's fucking sweet. The other bass I play is... Um, I have an Ibanez BTB-686. Um, it's kind of an older model, which are, like... And it's, like, one of the single cutaway BTBs. Um, and it, so it looks like a fucking surfboard. Like, the thing just looks absolutely massive. Ways a shit ton. Loaded with some Bartolini MH1s um yeah i mean that thing's also sick eventually when nordstrom's custom shop opens up i'm probably gonna swap out those pickups for um some big splits and yeah that thing's that thing's an absolute unit that's the one i used on the album um to okay check everything um so yeah that's pretty sweet um i guess as far as going down my signal chain <laughs> um like every guitarist does, you know, always a tuner. For me, it's a PolyTune 2 Mini that goes into my um, Darkglass Hyperluminal compressor, which goes into my MXR Gate, which goes into my newly acquired uh, Darkglass Atom, uh, which is a fucking beast of a pre—I guess distortion preamp. Um, that's super fucking versatile. I, I'm kind of floored at just how many features that thing does and how like how many sounds you can get out of it. I've heard um, nothing
0: but great reviews about them
1: yeah it's great like granted like 500 bucks to get a pedal is nothing to sneeze at but like i don't think i'll i would ever really need another distortion <laughs> pedal ever like it's just so good and like you can use it as a fucking audio interface like you can plug really? it into a usb and like yeah you can legit like track with it like i i could get rid of my scarlet 2i4 and just track with that if i wanted to i'm not gonna well, do damn. that but like i could if i if i was so inclined but yeah after that I have a few modulation pedals, so and these are ones I've kind of been picking up more recently um so I got an o c five not too long ago. I got this new uh pigtronics what is this thing called this pigtronics resitron tracking filter um which gives me you know a little bit of nice funkiness um and then I close out my chain with a walrus audio a r p eighty seven delay, which you can hear in the Taurus separation that's that was kind of a that that little riff that I play on bass is one that I wrote like ages ago, like, very early into when I'd started learning guitar. And ever since I like had my first delay effect, like on a, on my old, like line six spider, um, <laughs> <laughs> that would, that was something I just kind of like spawned and just kind of carried with me until, you know, I found a, a band that can utilize it really well. And I'm really, really fucking pleased with how we, how we use it here. It's um, always great when you can take a riff that, you know, you've
0: had for ages and just, put it into something that you would have never thought it would have fit
1: as well with as it as it does yeah definitely and like definitely like i it's it's just so fucking it's like surreal because like i feel like every now and then musicians will like come up with these little like nuggets of gold just like these sweet fucking pieces of music and then finally get it out there and the world gets to listen to it and like it's just it's so it's so gratifying it's like this thing i've been doing for so long has finally paid off and then moving into amplifiers, um I play a Dart glass Microtubes 500 head. Um so I mean that gives me just a good bit of headroom, nice nice little bit of crunchiness. It's got that Darkglass B3K or like B7K built into it that I use um just to give it a little bit of that kind of gritty throaty as Nelly would say character to the the clean channel. And then <laughs> that goes into my Darkglass 2x10 um cab. And then most recently today, actually, and this is where we kind of talked about UPS earlier, I picked up an Ampeg 115 Pro Neo that, <laughs> thanks to UPS, it got lost somewhere in California for like a <laughs> solid week, and then arrived today, and the tweeter that was inside of it was just, the horn on it was just shattered. Like, oh no! I, I ripped the grill off, I, I called Guitar Center, I was like, look, I can, I'm like, I, I knew, like, I can go and replace this, but I'm like, y'all going to credit this for me, because just on principle, I shouldn't. Pay more for a broken thing than I already paid. So we got that sorted out. But that thing's going to definitely give me a lot of extra low end moving forward. Oh, yeah. But yeah. The band, no one in the band seen this thing yet or heard it. And I've barely even played with it that much myself. um Yeah. Super like brand new NGD today. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, sure that's, that's going to sound amazing. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. All right. It's guitar time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, go first so I can ride off your giant coattails.
5: Oh, uh, Calling me fat?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Calling my coat fat? <laughs>
5: no, it's all good. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm. I guess first off, it's probably worth going over the stuff that was used on the album versus what uh what I've got going now because um <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit of a a gear nut and I tend to do a lot of swapping and a lot of selling and buying new stuff, and then rebuying stuff that I previously sold because I was stupid for selling it, and, you know, it's a vicious cycle. On the album, I used a Mesa Roadster head going into a um, Vader 2x12, and out in the front, I had a and Grind, which I'm sure there will be some people who hiss at that, but it certainly did the job of tightening up... The seven string so i uh you know i can't i can't fault it for that you know i had all that and then i had for guitar i had a prs svn um one of their se series guitars um and that had i think at that time had a set of bare knuckles um aftermaths and uh that made for a really tight really um really percussive sound so And then I I had some other stuff on the board at that time. I had a couple of, um, I had like a little Nova, like one of those TC Electronics Nova mod pedals has like all your choruses and flangers and stuff like that. And had a Nova delay as well, uh, which, you know, just all all kinds of different delays and tap tempo and all the good stuff. Um, Right now, I, so I sold off that PRS, And I've got two um, Ernie Ball Music Man uh, John Petrucci model guitars. One of them is a JP-16, and that's it was a special run they did recently from uh, Axe Palace. Uh, Shout out to Axe Palace. Uh, Nick is uh, the man. But basically, it's like this really blue, sparkly thing, and you can actually see it. We did a playthrough for, um, actually, I guess, well, yeah, we did a playthrough recently for Hastier. And uh, you can see it in there. It's uh, all shiny and sparkly and such. Um, it's gorgeous. Just,
0: I-, yeah. I watched the video and it's absolutely just—I I couldn't take my eyes off of it.
5: I oh, appreciate that, dude. Yeah, I—I um—I'm—I'm I'm smitten with that guitar. I mean, there—it it is such a great playing instrument. Um, I-, I love Music Man stuff, and that one when they announced they were going to do that, I'm like, well, you know, I—I I mean, I don't like money that much. I, I got to have this thing.
4: <laughs> um,
5: anyway there's that and then I've got another one um for some new material that we're writing it's a it's an old Petrucci model um pack from I don't know when they started making these I can't remember I'm not that much of a nerd about the dates and stuff but um it's an old model JP7 and uh it's you know similar but you know there's a few differences between those two guitars um but both of them play fantastically and then I've I've recently become obsessed with old uh, rack gear, and so I've got uh, this rack that I've built now with an Axe Effects in it, and um, I've got a old Mesa Triaxes and a 290 power amp, and got old Mesa Studio preamp. Basically, like the most over the top, ludicrous, unnecessary thing you could conceive of, but you know it makes me smile when I play through it. So. I uh, you know, I, I guess that's my justification.
0: Well, that's all that matters, man. As long as you get some good tones and it makes you happy.
5: That's right, you know, and I and I get to do my best impression of of the 80s. So, <laughs> that's that's the main thing, you know, make make racks great again. Hashtag
0: Put that on a t-shirt. Oh dog. <laughs>
5: <not>. <laughs> There's probably somebody that has and they probably beat me to the punch, but if not, you know, I, I might have to do some investigation.
1: Like <laughs> one of those that's one of those hashtags that are like, we'll definitely be misconstrued in public
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> for yeah. sure
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> might
0: get some I hashtags mean, you know, against you for
5: that yeah yeah i might get me to over that one <laughs>
2: <laughs> kangaroos will come after you too
4: yeah okay it's yeah.
0: funny you guys keep bringing up kangaroos because i've been trying to plan a trip to australia for one reason and one reason alone <laughs> <laughs> For some unknown reason, I don't know if it's childhood trauma or just me being a fucked up person, and I don't want to injure the thing when I do this, but I want to fight a kangaroo.
4: Oh, we all
0: we all have our things.
2: Nah, Uh, those things are stacked. You can't. I know that's just crazy. Like I,
0: I know I'm probably gonna get my shit rocked, but like at the same time, none uh, of nobody I know will be able to be like, yo, I I fought a kangaroo. I'll be the only person with. I
5: mean, are are you trained? Are you training for this dog? Because I think I think
0: you're
1: gonna. Need... <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a, that's like a fucking death wish right there. Yeah.
0: You're gonna, you're I'm gonna about want. as out of shape as it comes, so I'm probably gonna get killed. But like, uh, uh, I guess ways to go.
6: W- wear pads, you know. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a, I do have another piece of advice for you if you ever do end up in Australia. From if you ever, you know, it, not from well, not my experience, but you know, if you ever, <laughs> you know, at a party mingling, you know, talking about some fun beer stories, just don't mention double fisting because <laughs> that's not a thing over there. <laughs> it's
1: not. Gonna, you're gonna get slugs what? what the fuck is this guy talking about?
0: Okay, I, like, I need an answer. What is double fisting oh, in okay, Australia? Uh, (laughs) is it what i think it is
6: uh that's what they think it
4: is (laughs) oh
0: god
6: yeah no uh one of our friends um took a trip to australia i think to visit some family and while he was over no was it him dan was it him or his sister i'm not sure
1: either way it was yeah no tyler tyler went over there to visit his sister for a wedding yeah she i think
6: she told him the story where she mentioned oh yeah she you know was at plenty of college parties and she often did double fisting and as soon as she said that she got
0: the weirdest looks like you did what
6: (laughs) she had to explain what that actually was in america
0: oh god i can imagine just how embarrassing that would have to be i mean because you're either gonna look a really bad Mm-hmm. Or B, that's going to be one of the greatest party stories you can tell. <laughs> <Right>?
6: <laughs> I mean, just lean into it, I guess. You know, just... Oh, yeah.
0: You got to roll with the punches, no pun intended. <laughs>
6: <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, just look up your cultural norms before heading over there
0: good to know I, I definitely won't be bringing that point up to whatever kangaroo i, I end up in a an right. right. <laughs> a kangaroo's gonna
6: double fist you if it's an older man
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i've ended up with either a really like an even better story to tell when i get back or just something <laughs> i talk to my therapist about right right
6: um, <laughs> either way you're gonna be talking to, about it with someone you know
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: All right. All right, Rachel, tell us about your, your Rig of Doom.
2: Rig of Doom, I don't even have the the equipment you have over there. But for the album, <laughs> I used the PRS Arcon 50-watt amp head, and I used the same cab as John. It wasn't my artistic choice, but it, it, it was done. It sounded good. <laughs> but it was that Vader 2x12, and then... For the album, my pedal board was actually, it had some terrible ground loop because I was doing some crazy science, mad scientist stuff with my pedals at the time. I had so many. So I couldn't use any of my, the precision drive, because I had a Tokyo drive from Horizon Devices, any of that stuff that goes in front of the amp, I couldn't use that. But I was able to use all my modulation pedals, but I just couldn't use it on the distortion channel, which killed me. I'm like, ah, oh, to this day, I'm like, please Next time, I'm going to be able to use my modulation effects on my distortion channels. Use that. I had the JBM-27 Ibanez guitar, which I still have. Love those. Gu- I actually have two because I like them so much. And that's it. I guess for the album, the delay pedals, I brought the Strymon Blue Sky for some of that nice shimmer, shimmery reverb it has. I had, I think, the Dispatch Master. I had the Ghost Echo. And those are both Earthquaker Devices pedals. They make really good reverbs and delays. And what else did I have on there? Probably brought the Lucky Cat. That's also a a delay, but it's from JHS. And there's other things. Maybe a chorus, but I'll have to reference pictures later to see what I had. But nowadays, I don't use the PRS Archon, but I still have it. I have a Dover DA50, which is very marshally, very tight, very aggressive. Which I need because before I was lost in the mix, because <laughs> I was very dark sounding. My tone was very, very brooding. But now I'm forced to be out there cutting through the mix, and Gotta I'm be. yeah, because with all these, you know, all these guys cutting through the mix over here, I have to have to compete.
4: Mm-hmm. Can't
0: get buried. It's easy to get buried. Uh, recording <laughs> process. Yeah, Dude, we're, we're
1: learning that. My 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 tone's got a lot of ass, like to say. So I'm trying to not smother anyone with it.
2: <laughs> well, yes, the, yes, but <laughs> and now I'm I I wasn't intending to build a rack. It might happen. It was an accident. I wanted the MIDI switching from the rack because I have so many pedals, but I only have a four loop switcher and i don't want to buy a bigger one because i don't have much space on my board but also it's more expensive so i'm like oh let me just get you know a gcx so i can switch the loops with midi and then i was like let me just get a preamp for the rack let me also try to get a delay unit for the rack
4: you can never have enough that's the problem
0: with it
2: Let's, mm-hmm. just, let's just pick up a nice little cheap max effects three yeah <laughs> hey i'll sound just as as good but only you know sm- smaller amount of presets <laughs> Hell, if you're
0: gonna oh, go that far just get a kemper oh you know john doesn't, john doesn't like that thing uh, uh, no. you, don't, you don't like the kemper john
5: I, you know so here's the thing is it's like as far as like sounds i actually think it sounds pretty fantastic um and i, I mean it it, it has consistently, um, I had one for a, a short time, um, close to when they first came out, because everybody immediately, you know, when they came out, uh, you know, everybody was was singing their praises as, you know, this is going to kill any need for tube amps or any of that stuff. Like, this is the creme de la creme. I got it. And, I mean, to their credit, it, it does sound fantastic. My biggest problem with it is that I am a tweaker uh, not a meth tweaker, but you know, <laughs> tweaker. Um, maybe a little bit of a meth. No, no. But um, so, so I, I, I love changing presets and patches and stuff like that. And I love getting in there um, into the deep parameters and stuff like that. Like that's actually a fun part of the process for me. And I feel like Kemper, it, it robs me a little bit of that experience because it's so, you know, you find whatever profile it, you like, and and you can tweak it a little bit. But I found that if you start to tweak it a little too much, you know, you start making really extreme EQ changes, starts to sound a little funky, and that makes sense, you know, given how how it's supposed to work. So I, I think that maybe maybe my biggest problem with Kemper is it makes it like too easy. It's like I can't my my inner uh, uh like my my kind of obsessive nature to to tweak things it's like uh i can't really do it with that so i mean it's a great product i just i prefer the axe effects where i can you know spend an entire afternoon messing around with it you know just get lost
2: i don't know i'm just so bad at using modelers like i tried so hard i tried using my axe effects ultra and then i tried using the pod go and it's just i don't know what's what's wrong it should be easy easier in theory because they have edits Rachel
5: Rachel has the best ears of the band, and so she can hear all of the horrible tone that (laughs) the rest of us are making, and that's what it really is.
2: No, but I really (laughs) think it's the foam, because they use, okay, so I use this ear protection that lets me hear, and they're using foam earplugs, which is really protective, (laughs) but I don't know how they're hearing anything.
5: See, we, we make fun of Dan for being bougie sometimes, but but the truth is that Rachel is, is, is the sound. She's the audiophile. There's <laughs> nothing uh,
0: wrong with that. You need one in every band. That's right. I'm not right. that bougie. What are we, I'm, not even, I'm not that bougie. I just like uh-huh. the <laughs> instruments.
6: Okay. <laughs> to be fair, Dan really is only bougie when he's talking about food. Well, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's yeah, all that's we... That's,
1: that's what we're talking about. Like we're not, you. We're not well, what, on What you. do you
0: consider bougie for food?
1: Do I consider bougie...
6: Uh, Dan thinks that tiramisu is a messy food.
1: What? Well, okay, <laughs> well, now, well,
6: well, now, well now. It was in the
2: middle, but a little bit <laughs> messy. It was in the middle, but to the left a little. Left
6: <laughs> okay, it, halfway between messy and clean. That's that's what he thinks tiramisu is. I oh,
5: Dan just so uh, Dan just has a very refined palate. <laughs> where Am I just no. sure to understand that?
2: <laughs> not, not I don't, food, man. it's a palate that likes even, that rich food. You know, it's a not even rich,
1: that, not even that refined.
2: It <laughs> he likes that savory food, like that really, that kind of oily sometimes, kind of salty, but like fancy. So I think the word
1: you're looking for is like umami, which I'm sure by saying that just probably proves your fucking exactly. <laughs> See, look, you know what umami means
4: God damn it. See <laughs> <laughs> Set okay. myself
1: up like don't well, think you're helping
0: yourself, bud.
5: Uh, like, Dan, Dan, Dan is, you know, he's, he's our foodie. That's, that's all.
0: Well, every band needs a foodie, an uh, audiophile, um, someone who shows up late to practice every time. Hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Raise his <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> Those are just things that have to, have to be there for a band to exist.
6: Right. Yeah. Can't be too, you know, uniform and too functional. Otherwise, <laughs> no. everything's just sterile, you know? There's got to be some rubbing shoulders.
0: Exactly. Hmm. But you guys yeah. sound like you have everything pretty much together rig-wise. I mean, you got more mm-hmm. money than my fucking all of my instruments combined are probably worth in just one rig. What do you oh, have? I, should,
6: I should clarify, right. actually, by the way, that um, for the studio recordings, I don't use my little... I, I looked it up. It's a um, Cobalt Co 9 from a, a Voice. I don't use that for studio recordings. I actually just use whatever's in the studio and for the um for in hiding in Jamie's studio we I ended up using a really nice Neumann U something or other condenser mic and that's kinda how I got that nice crisp sound.
5: People listening to this are just gonna shout during that part. It's the U, <laughs> and it's bad because I don't know what it is either.
2: No it was not.
0: These, these guys now, did you say them. Jamie? Jamie. uh yeah jamie king jamie king i'm actually going to uh record uh my band's first single with him friday
1: oh, oh really so. That's yeah cool. yeah he's great yeah he is yeah, yeah we're we're super excited for that yeah jamie's jamie's real nice to work with he's a mm-hmm. he's a great guy he's he definitely can be really detail oriented uh you you got to be yeah. in the in the field he's in sure. for sure yeah absolutely
6: yeah I have to say when I was in the studio watching everyone else record and just chatting with everyone, um, I was sweating a little bit just because one of the things that he said a couple of times was like, as just general advice, it's better to have experience recording elsewhere before going to him just because he is that kind of fast working, detail oriented, you know, like not the doesn't like to devote a whole lot of time to teaching the process yeah. even though he he will and he'll be great about it so i'm just sitting here being like yeah i'm not gonna mention that this is my first gig ever you know? <laughs> but no it, it went really well um we powered through a whole album in a day uh, as far as vocals was concerned and that was yeah, think, wow
2: yeah the whole yeah. album was pretty short i think drums took a day guitars took we took a day and then a half a day and then bass took half a day and then yeah did a full day.
1: Yeah, all told, like, the whole album was recorded in four days. which Mm -hmm. That's amazing.
6: Like, everything. Yeah, it was super tight. And, of course, looking back on it and listening back to the music, there are absolutely things that I would love to add or change or do differently if we had more time to just sit down and listen through it and find all the little things that we'd want to nitpick. But as a first recording for our debut album, for my debut album, like, that is... It's still happy. It, like, I'm still happier than I ever thought I would be.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think everybody who records, you know, no matter how much time you get to do it, after you listen back to the final product that you've released, there's always going to be something that you'd like to add or to change. And it's just the artist, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're you never completely happy with something. Of and course. Some
2: people, some people like that, though. They'll be like, oh, you heard where they uh made that little tiny, little tiny <laughs> thing they did there. That's super cool. Like, there's yeah, some people who do like that. It,
6: organic and things like that. I mean, yeah, of course, sure.
2: super proud of that album for sounding as organic as it did because in our genre there's a lot of bands that record differently. So, I thought it was cool that it sounded
3: pretty like we oh, actually okay. played our instruments. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Which we
4: did. I swear. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, I definitely it... picked up on that listening to it. There's a lot of bands especially in in the genre that you guys are that, you know, it definitely sounds processed and like it like computerized basically and you guys didn't have that one bit
6: Mm -hmm. yeah one thing that occurred to me like just during the planning and recording process was that we kind of just have more of a an authentic live performance feel to the music and being that we didn't really expect to have a perfect sound knowing that we didn't really have experience knowing how to mix like how to explain what we want or even knowing what we want from our sound. We just sort of leaned into that performance sound rather than the pre-planned, computerized, programmed sound that you get from a lot of the bands in the scene these days. And I think that worked out well for us.
0: I can definitely see that.
2: It's definitely a good first uh, album because I've never been on a recording until this one. Like I've never recorded in a studio. I've never been on any song so it was a good first good first
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah ditto that definitely
0: for those of you who haven't done any recording i don't know if any of you have done previous recordings uh has it been any bit of an adjustment getting into maybe that side of things versus just playing live
6: for sure um it coming from me as someone who's only ever played quote live at band practice with visitors (laughs) uh (laughs) like last year is when we finalized the the first album so we couldn't even play shows after that um because of the pandemic but even just the difference in playing at practice to play to performing it in a studio um, there is a period of adjustment of learning how to approach things differently and how to play things differently and I prefer the studio (laughs) approach just because I can be so meticulous about it.
2: I will say that for me, it's a different thing because for Jamie, since he was very particular, he's super cool, but he was always particular about the the noise. It forced, it, it make me want to play clean as opposed to me putting, you know, any oomph into it, It which is because I've, I haven't recorded before. So I was more like, okay, I'm going to play the notes. I'm going to play them right but I wasn't thinking like, oh, let me just, uh, you know, just put my all into it and play it as if I would play it at practice. So that's where I'm trying to get better at just recording and trying to put more of myself into it, which is already I do put myself into it. But I was very, I guess, a little stiff on the album just because I was it was new to me. So I was a little scared. <laughs> I will admit I was a little <laughs> nervous when I played.
3: Yeah, I think we were all like kind of nervous. Uh, I was the first one to go in to record, and I was like terrified that it was just going to be shit and we weren't going to be able to use it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Josh, like, I think
6: if there are anyone, if any one of us demonstrated the least amount of nerves in the recording, it was you. Like, honestly, by I,
3: well, I went okay. by myself. Yeah, he by himself. you went by didn't <laughs> see me
4: there.
6: Well, I guess just for evidence from the final product, like, Perfect as always. You know, <laughs> typical Josh. Yeah.
0: Wow, well, Josh.
6: Yeah. You I don't mean... have to be
0: like that. Just outdo <laughs> everybody. Yeah, man. Tone That's it
6: down.
4: Yeah. Well, Making right. like, us
0: look mistakes.
4: Bad.
2: He did so well and he went alone. That's what I'm saying. Like, he went alone. He tracked months before we did We did it in June and he tracked in January. It was like, oh, mm-hmm wow. Between us.
3: Yeah. Because we weren't sure if we were going to all go to Jamie and his schedule, like, books up super quickly. So, like, you have to book them like six months in advance. And so yeah. when I finished the drums and everyone heard how it sounded, they're like, Oh, maybe we should go to Jamie for guitars <laughs> too. But then we had to wait six months for him to have an opening. But yeah, Jamie's a
0: very busy person.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, he sure is.
0: It's worth the
2: wait though. It's super cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. When you have the quality that he's putting out and what he's doing, it's you know, it's worth what you pay and the amount of time you wait to get in with him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think he definitely helped, like, make you comfortable in the studio. Like, he's not gonna—he's not gonna uh, yell at you, shit you up. talk you if you make a mistake. <laughs> he's just like, oh, all yeah. right, let's try that again. Yeah, it's he, always
0: nice and refreshing to have in whoever you have recording you. I think it was sort of like,
5: in in a way, it was almost, and and this is not at all, you know, any part of my merit, but rather <laughs> Jamie's. I I think it was more, uh. It was less stressful to record than it is to play live. Um, And I mean, I've had other recording situations where it wasn't that way, where, um, you know, working with the engineer or whatever, it it just, it was was tense. Um, But Jamie is just, he's got such good ears for all that stuff that it's like, I'm not worried about, like, if I... if I don't hear something, if I screw up or whatever, like he's going to catch it. And not only that, but like he's going to catch stuff that like you weren't even paying attention to. So I feel just the fact that you kind of get to go in and you know, you'll, you'll be working on a track or something like that. And he'll immediately, you know, stop you and point out, you're like, Oh, okay. So like, we're going to have to, you know, go over this a bunch, but it's okay. Cause it's like, we, I've got, I've sort of got him as I guess, you know, when you're doing rally racing, I guess, like, this, the guy who's telling you how to, like, it's the spotter or whatever it is. You're know, like, ride mm-hmm. shotgun and tell, yeah, like, yeah. that's that's what it's like. It's like driving, but you've got a spotter with you. So you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I just need to focus on doing the thing. And I've got somebody to, it, it's like, I hate recording myself because I I feel like, you know, could I have done that better? Is that good enough? Like, uh, you know, you, you kind of get in that, but I don't really have to think about that because I've got Jamie King sitting there and he's like, no, that was a good take. We should use that one. <laughs> and if he says that, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that was probably a pretty good take. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he has the things he, he says to make people feel more at ease when they're nervous because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the basement, you know.
6: He's really good at honing in on what you, you intend to play your music. Uh, you really just have to kind of go in there knowing what to ask for. He'll, he'll get you there. Like he's top Tommy your album. So I can, Im- it's really cool. Optimistically. Yeah. We'd love to start booking shows within a year. Um, but you know, from a realist standpoint, we have to be prepared for that to not be the case. Absolutely. Um, I, I, this will come up in conversation with me and my parents every once in a while. Cause they're, so supportive like they're excited to be any to have any part in promoting our band that they can (laughs) Um, and every time i'm visiting them they come up with this new idea of like playing drive-in shows or doing uh twitch live stream shows or like any kind of remote performance that we can or just interaction like they 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 come up with ideas like that a lot and i've had a lot of fun uh coming up with those with them and exploring those possibilities, and we brought up some some of those ideas, but haven't really nailed anything down yet just because we're so focused on having a continued presence for in hiding while mm-hmm. uh producing more works to come
0: okay, well, nothing wrong with that you know you gotta nothing wrong with being optimistic, but uh it's it's definitely a, always good to have that sense of uh reality. About mm-hmm. what
4: you're
1: doing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And as someone who perfect like I guess as my main job, like I work in a healthcare setting. Like I, I do clinical research. Like I i appreciate that by and large the the going thing is to kind of, you know, wait till things are a little bit safer before a lot more places open up. That's just me personally. I know a lot of people feel differently about that. Um, but certainly I I wouldn't want to, you know, be the person that people gather <laughs> around and then, you know, bad shit happens. Oh, of course, of course, right. yeah. We
6: don't want a news headline and another thousand cases of COVID because of this show.
1: Yeah, like we, like I, I imagine whenever we make our live show debut, I want it to be a fucking event. Like I, mm-hmm. I want to, I, I want to have people turn out. I want to fucking rock faces, get a fucking pit going if we can swing that.
2: About bougie food, <laughs> that food. <But> like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we need, the, we need the bougie food, but like, if anyone's gonna like get hurt, it better be because they had too much fun and not because like right. they, caught some, they caught some shit. I'm Dude, opti- I appreciate
0: that viewpoint on it.
1: I'm
5: I'm pretty optimistic, honestly. I I think that you know if if we can keep the good trend that we've got going, you know, I I think there's there's a a possibility that you know we're gonna be out there before the end of the year. Um, I mean, you know, echoing what everybody else said. Uh, you know about making sure that everything is safe, but you know, I, I, I guess I, I have, I have a, a lot of hope and a lot of optimism that it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not that far away from being able to, to do, uh, you know, to do shows like, like we're all used to. I'm sure. Um, I think there's, I mean, you know, the biggest challenge, honestly, I think is going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of caution for folks to. To get, you know, we're we're out of practice. I mean, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't, uh, moshed in, you know, uh, almost a year now. I, I got to catch a show like right before everything <laughs> shut down. So I'm, I'm probably one of the, you know, one of the people who's, you know, I, I'm like the best case, I guess, for that. But yeah, you know, I, I think that's going to be something that a lot of artists, a lot of bands will be, uh, combating as well as just even if, you know, everybody's been given the go ahead and, you know, it looks like we're, we're good to, to start performing again. I think folks are still going to be really cautious and it it might hamper turnout a little bit, but you know, uh, I I guess I'm still glass half full guy and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we, we might just be able to pull something off uh, in 2021. So that would be, that'd be awesome. And, you know, fingers crossed that it works that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic.
0: When the time comes, I would, I'll I'll be there. I've, I've, I listen to you guys. I listen to In Hiding on pretty much a weekly basis. Cool, oh, that's sick, dude. That's awesome. That, that yeah. So when dude. I say I'm a fan, I'm I, I'm not downplaying it. You know. <laughs> that,
5: no, we dude. That, that, that really that means. Honestly, I can't. Like you said that, but I still I can't believe anybody would say that about anything that I was ever part of. <laughs> not because like oh like it's so like it's not good, but it's like that's. It's just wild to me, man. So that really does mean a lot.
6: Oh yeah, it, it's so weird to hear people like genuinely say like, "Oh yeah, I listen to that regularly." Like,
0: really? Wow.
4: <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> like you know, I get tr- that all the time, dude. It's like, why would like personally, I like the music I make, but at the same time, it's like, why would you waste your time on this? <laughs>
4: yeah, I don't know.
6: know. It, it's it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Each of
0: us, of course, us- you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing what you do. It's uh, it's nice and refreshing because there's not a lot of people putting out the music that you guys are in in the North Carolina scene.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's you know, it means a lot. And you know, each of us was ushered into do like enjoying this kind of music by a whole bunch of different bands. And you know, it just when we hear stuff like you know, we listen to y'all on the regular. Like y'all are like. Fucking sick. Like that is like fucking to me. When I hear stuff like that, it feels like we made it, and that's where we want to keep making it. Like just making music that people really love, making music that kind of shapes, kind of the the aspirations and the things that people are after in the same way that like other bands shaped us. Um, yeah, that's that's like that's the shit.
4: That's mm-hmm.
1: that's yeah.
6: that's. What, yeah. If anything, it makes us even more excited for what we're planning to put out in the future. Definitely if like if you liked In Hiding. Oh boy, we're excited! <laughs> just, just, just wait for that cover of uh, what was it?
5: Saints Go Marching In? Yeah, <laughs> hold on.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I know you guys have commented a few times uh, about uh, upcoming uh, efforts. Um, is there anything you guys can talk about at the moment that you guys are uh, planning? Huh.
3: I mean, we got uh, a number of playthrough videos coming out. I think we're all trying to do as much as we can on that front. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we've also been writing new material. I mean, writing is just kind of like a continuous process. So we had like some songs in the pipeline when the last album finished. And yeah, we've just been writing more and practicing and learning the new stuff, so... Hopefully record another album, I don't know, probably like next year or something.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah,
6: I I think as far as official releases are concerned, we're pretty safe in saying that um, the way our releases happened last year, where we put out a couple singles and then dropped an album, that is going to be a kind of reliable model, at least to speculate on for our future releases, which I know is
0: pretty standard, but, you know, just as a little teaser of what to expect nothing wrong with doing it that way Mm -hmm. so uh if you uh what is the writing style like for for you guys uh the process
4: uh chaos
1: chaos, i guess more realistically kind of what we do is we each of us will maybe like we'll write a song or like a part of the song and then kind of whether we have like that whole thing or just a fragment we'll kind of pass it to the rest of everyone else, you know, kind of learn it. And then, you know, as we kind of get in there, get a feel for like what it sounds like in a live setting when played by each of us. Because, you know, you never, things never sound quite the same when you tab them out and like touch guitar versus when you actually are doing them live. Um, You know, we'll, we'll kind of like tweak things at our flair, maybe change a couple parts until um, it's somewhere that we, we can really, really dig it. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's kind of been what's what's kind of driven what we did for in hiding and then you know we're kind of still in that in that mindset i know kind of going back to it, i i used to watch a lot of like interviews with periphery and they kind of the three guitarists kind of mentioned like misha jake and mark all kind of mention like you know as the more and more like they put out in releases the more and more they got used to each other's writing style and i think mm-hmm. we're we're gonna hit that point eventually where like i like i'll i'll write a riff and then like My riff will be like really influenced by stuff Rachel typically writes or stuff John typically writes and vice versa. So that's Mm -hmm. what we're kind of, that's what we're kind of shooting for, I guess in the long run.
6: And the, the interesting thing about how our writing style has kind of evolved between um, C1 and C2, if you will, uh, is with, with In Hiding, like that album morphed into existence similarly to how the band kind of assembled itself. Uh, I think that there were a lot of foundational aspects of each song that had come from ideas that were formed years ago or as the band was still forming. So there were kind of artifacts of, you know, before the band was complete or members that came and went uh, during that whole process. So it was kind of a less scientific process there for this album we have the opportunity now to approach it with a much more cohesive mindset even though we are still kind of like dan said learning each other's styles and influences and that is translating itself into this new material one thing that i kind of like about how we're approaching the songwriting this time around is um we're it feels like each of us kind of has a baby, at least one baby on the album. And and that's especially new for me. Um, last time In the last album, I had some minor influences on the instrumental parts, but mostly I was just there to perform the vocals. <laughs> um, but this time I am trying to take a more active role in submitting ideas for chord progressions, rhythms, melodies, or just entire song blueprints. And I think all of us are um uh, like each of us are trying to take a an active role in creating the foundations of certain songs so that each of the rest of us can build off of those foundations and it's interesting and it's interesting to see how those are evolving as they're being passed from one band member to another
5: you know I, that that was like a really thoughtful response and uh <laughs> you know here, here I am thinking you know man uh I I just see it as uh, Josh writes parts that are, you know, too hard for us to play, and then we have to break his heart <laughs> when we tell him, you know, that we have to dumb it down, and you know that's what basically. You mean,
2: the- you mean mostly me. I was like Josh, no. this cool rhythmic no. part you did, I can't do it. <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> <laughs> definitely not mostly you. I feel like we all have to ha- take our turn being like, uh, you. We're not as good as you think we are, bro. Um, <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I, I will say that whenever i hear a song that josh wrote um i can immediately tell it's a josh song just because of uh certain song. nuances yeah, yeah it is a good thing i think that's great i think ideally we'd all get to that point um and i am starting to pick up on the same types of nuances with you know dan and john and rachel too well
0: that's always good to get that chemistry down
6: mm-hmm. for sure yeah
0: so um, when you were coming up with these songs, uh, I noticed a lot of the uh, the song titles themselves had really interesting names. Could you delve into that a little bit? So what, happened, that's a Josh question.
4: what happened
2: was, <laughs> no, I think Josh had his one song that always had a name. So Escarotic was Josh's, he he came up with the song and it's always had that name from the very beginning when most of our songs have working titles.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So Escarotic was inspired by like this medical podcast that I was listening to called Sawbones. And they talked about like this alternative medicine treatment where people put like black salve on where they have like skin cancer and what it does is it's an escharotic so that's just something that like eats away your skin and so like people's faces will get eaten away as they're trying to do this treatment that they think is like a miracle cure that ends up killing them it's like that sounds uh pretty metal to me So <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm naming things. A manifold in parallel, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Josh and I coming up with a torus separation, throw it out the window. Don't even try. No,
3: that means something.
2: <laughs> it means something, but you know, we'll we'll keep it. <laughs> uh, that's
0: an allusion to a, a band meme. Yeah. So no no deeper like prophetic meaning in in why you put titles to certain songs. There's I mean sometimes there's there's some, I guess.
6: like like Hoster. Um that song lyrically is based on the the Eldritch deity Huster. Um and that it I didn't write the lyrics. That was another John
1: or Josh song, right? Josh and I. Josh Josh and Dan, Dan, yeah. It was funny. Josh Josh wrote the front half of it and I wrote the back half. So Josh yeah. kinda teed it up and then I I kind of took it and ran. Um but yeah, no, it's definitely very like Eldritch inspired. If you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of a a story josh kind of I, I i kind of delineate between like josh wrote the front half and i wrote the back half because like i feel like josh did a very good job like building the kind of world where the where it's set and i kind of took that and kind of threw in a plot where effectively like you have these uh people that kind of live in like you know um an asylum or like an, like an insane asylum that you know as soon as the world's like succumbing to like all these elder horrors like they kind of look at that and they're like oh these are our gods now um <laughs> Let's go ahead and appeal to them and sacrifice the rest of like the sane humanity to the gods, and then we kind of become the gods of the world ourselves. Like the these eldritch monsters depend on us to survive because we're feeding them. But like in reality, at the end, like when that last line, extinction Delivered on silver platters, comes through, it's essentially like, yeah, mankind kind of sold itself out, and now these monsters are just gonna fucking not care that you know these <laughs> crazy people help them and just fucking kill everyone instead. Um Yeah, there there are there is subject matter for each of these songs,
6: like with Hoster and those eldritch beings. Um I will admit for me, that's sometimes the subject matter goes way over my head. <laughs> like, I'm just here reading off the lyrics, really. I I put my uh my heart and soul into performing them, but honestly most of the time.
5: <laughs> I I think like reprieve release, so I I I wrote the lyrics for that one and um and chris absolutely just knocked it out of the park as far as performance the the end half of that song still just like every time i hear it i'm like damn that sounds good but anyway that's definitely one of my
4: favorite parts on the album yeah for oh sure. yeah
2: um, john's like damn i sound good d-
5: damn i am
2: so fly um
5: but but uh so that You know, Reprieve Release, funny enough, that actually, I don't think that was the original title of that song. It was two other words that were sort of synonyms, I think. But Reprieve Release is, is like the actual lyric. And I think that, I'm not sure who ended up. Whenever it got uploaded, I think it was just uploaded as Reprieve Release. So, who knows what? I can't even oh, remember what bad. the original.
2: Josh, yeah, Josh. <laughs>
5: I mean, ultimately, it's all good. It worked out, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, that's that's what that's what Chris says. So,
4: um,
5: <laughs> that's probably as good a name as any. But um, this just
6: <laughs> Reprieve Release was misnamed due to clerical error. <laughs>
5: but it's you know, that's that's a song about um I guess the uh you know, talking about reprieve release, um, you know, the whole song is sort of about the uh turmoil that comes from, you know, having having beef with uh with somebody close to you. Um and it's not even necessarily I think, you know, some people might read it and a lot of people read it and be like, this doesn't make any sense. This is all nonsense.
4: <laughs> um, but,
5: you know, people say, you know, some people might read it and um, interpret it as maybe like more romantic, but, uh, you know, I don't think that was necessarily the, the intent, but, you know, I, the, the whole idea is, you know, you've got, you know, how, how great it is, um, you know, what, what a, what a release, I guess it is um, to at the end of something like that, to be able to, <laughs> Come back together with, with you know that person you were beefing with to be able to repair that relationship. That could have been another one, you know, repair, reprieve, release, riff You know, (laughs) I think
2: (laughs) release, uh, reprieve, or something, or some. Uh,
5: We Uh, we had
6: regenerate as one of the
1: uh, yeah,
5: yeah, and regenerate was sort of like the you know sort of to go along with that theme too, and that's that's kind of why if you listen, it's it's the same it's the same chord progression as the end of reprieve release. And it was sort of, they were written to to be paired like that. But anyway, so I, I mean, I guess, yeah, to, to get back to the point, you know, some of these titles have, have some meaning, but you know, also sometimes it's just fun. You know, you can't be serious all the time.
6: Mm-hmm. If there's one, if, if I would were to have a life motto, it would be this art is subjective. It means whatever it means, whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about what we do and what any other artist does.
5: Except for my art. You have to interpret it exactly like I say, or else. <laughs> Except for John's <laughs> art. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> 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 I can appreciate that sentiment. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anybody who, you know, is against anything being subjective as much as it is especially with art you could say a meaning of one of your songs is this and i don't think it's necessarily wrong if someone takes it as something else you know everything's everything can be personal for anyone
6: yeah i think one of the coolest things that happens and i see these stories um like on twitter and other social media all the time where like an artist that i follow will kind of talk about how a fan approached them and said, yeah, this, this thing that you did uh, did really helped me work through this tough time in my life, because to me, it means this. And the artist will be like, well, honestly, that wasn't what I had in mind, but that's awesome. You know, if if that means that specific thing to you and that, you know, meant something meaningful to you, then I've done my job. And
0: I think that is the
6: best case scenario.
0: How, I mean, how, fuck. That song was just about a fucking burrito, but I mean, if it saved your life, that's, I mean, that's, right? that's yeah. great. How how
5: exactly. many people you know? How many people slow dance to "I'll Be Watching You" by the Police? You know. Oh,
6: fuck. Like... <laughs> exactly. And then you get things like that. <laughs> you
5: know, like, I think you might have. I don't know if that word means what you think it means or, or whatever. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Going
0: off of that, why the fuck are people still getting married to "A uh, Time of Your Life" by Green Day? Uh, I've
2: Graduations too. To that,
5: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
2: awful, awful.
5: Uh, I'm, I'm a pull a boomer move and just say, "Fucking millennials," because
0: <laughs> it sounds okay, so purdy.
1: <laughs>
3: violin, it's
1: got the little jangly guitars.
6: I will say, I do kind of miss the the early two thousands backing violins that so many like rock and alt rock bands had <laughs> at that time. Like sometimes it just adds something. Some you know, even yeah. if yeah the the song does mean something fucked up.
0: <laughs> oh absolutely. I mean okay. who I, I can't count on my hands how many people, you know, thought pumped up kicks was a, a really happy fucking <sighs>
4: song. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, total yeah let's juxtaposition. play that as school dances. Uh huh. Yes. Oh boy.
2: You can't be playing that at a school, come on.
6: <laughs> no
0: man, like, like
5: it, it is it's funny to think about you know it's uh you know i just imagine they go into the uh into the label they listen to the song and they're like dude this shit's depressing as fuck like can we can we like throw some some, some happy violins like th- this is just not just, gonna just work do it to a dance
6: beat you
0: know yeah <laughs> <That'll fix it. laughs> these lyrics are really dark and fucked up but let's throw some major chords on there and get these people dancing exactly exactly
6: Oof. Of course, the the intent of that song, lyrically, obviously, was not to promote, you know, school shootings. And oh, no. I think that that's an important thing to acknowledge. Like, even if people <laughs> misinterpret uh, it to be like, oh, yeah, you should shoot up your school. Like, no. It's, you do sometimes have to respect the actual intent of the song. Of
0: course.
5: Not everything's over, uh, open to interpretation, I guess, is what you're getting at.
6: Uh, well... <laughs> Sometimes interpretations are bad. <laughs> you can well, interpret it however you want, but just
0: know sometimes you're going to be wrong. <laughs> well, you guys have been great to have on. Yeah, yeah. it's been Next awesome person. to be here. Real fun.
5: Yeah, appreciate uh, uh, getting to talk to you.
0: Of course. Uh, is Before we go, is there anything you guys would like to say uh, to whoever just happens to listen to this? Um,
5: I, I really want to I really want to uh, stuff we discussed before the podcast. There's like that one word I want to say, but I won't say it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no one talks about Gokurt or like.
1: anything. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was literally just thinking it.
5: Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, seriously. I um, uh, to anybody listening, uh, hopefully we haven't been too boring. And um, yeah, I guess anybody who's who's heard our stuff. And who enjoys it? Uh, I'm tickled. Uh it's 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 a real thrill to just know that um folks are listening to it and uh enjoying it. So we're not enjoying it even. Um, you know, even if people are listening to our music <laughs> and hating it, um hey, you know, at least at least somebody here heard it, so um
4: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah down here's just tickled fucking pink at you guys exactly yeah yeah. i
5: I am tickled fucking pink man that's that's exactly it (laughs) yeah
1: uh, (laughs) for alone i know i kind of said it earlier but like definitely kind of echoing what john said really it it means so much to us that people are like really resonating with with what we're putting out you know that makes it that much more that makes it feel like it's that much more worth it that makes it feel like you know we're we're really on the right track we're putting out some good stuff and people are really digging it and that's Mm -hmm that's my main impetus for doing it at least speaking for myself and i think i w- i would imagine all of us feel that way to a, to a degree. Mm-hmm. yeah
6: like it's to everyone who has listened to us and enjoyed us and especially promoted us like especially my family like honestly my mom and dad and sister and brother and they've been basically our personal pr team that works for free so you know thanks a ton. Um, and by the way, you can follow them at Zoe McBossy Pants on Instagram. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, real talk. We are so deeply appreciative of everyone who has listened to us and enjoyed us. And we really hope that you guys keep an ear out and stick around.
3: Yep. I'd like to give a special shout out to Chris's parents as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you guys game. can
0: plug anything or anyone you you would like to in this time as well. Sure, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I guess our socials, pretty much everything at Solaris Official, um, mm-hmm. Facebook,
6: Instagram. We have a Twitter. Uh, we have what else do we have?
4: Oh, we,
2: we,
6: YouTube. We have right all of our all the streaming platforms. Yep, yep. Bandcamp, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. You know, we're basically everywhere.
3: <laughs>
0: Are you on Reddit still?
2: Well, personally, oh.
3: we need uh, someone to create a subreddit for us. That's true. <laughs> you Can't create your own subreddit. Yeah, Brian, when
1: we're done here,
4: Reddit's uh,
6: forthcoming.
5: Yeah. <laughs> any Anybody out there listening to this who who you know feels like we'll we'll get on there. We'll talk with you. You know, if you want to <laughs> you want to make a subreddit?
0: <laughs> yeah. You can
5: hear about not, my boring so day.
0: Official. Of it. You know what, fuck it, I'll do it after we get off of here. Hell yeah. Oh, (laughs)
5: shit. Nice.
3: Nice.
2: That's
3: how you know you've made it. Nice.
2: Yes, I'd like to, if I was to plug anybody, (laughs) I would just plug my my family and friends. They know who they are. (laughs) And my band. My band's cool, I guess.
1: Yeah, we're pretty good. Not to break my arm, jerking myself off there or anything. <laughs> I
6: help
1: you. <laughs>
5: Dan's Insta's uh,
6: on fire. I'd like to plug my
5: cats right now because uh, they they need attention. So everybody, if you're listening, just make sure you're you're thinking of them too. Yeah, look
0: those fucking kitties, dude. Yeah, yeah.
2: we put them up on the gram. Yeah, dog.
5: they're famous. They're 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 Instagram influencers. <laughs>
1: I guess I, I'd probably plug my folks. Um, definitely my my godfather, my uncle Chris. He was a real big uh, influence for getting me into into music when I was a wee lad. Honestly, I got to give a shout out to the fucking <laughs> Harmonix, like the game studio, because I got into music and shit playing like Rock Band and Guitar Hero and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that <laughs> that honestly may may have like been a surprisingly large like influencing factor for me um yeah, my parents my fiance is absolutely like so incredibly supportive of this and just all all of everyone who's given us a listen everyone who's given us support just thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts like that means the world to us hell yeah
0: that was some really heartfelt shit guys uh-huh. i appreciate it you don't ins- get enough of that yeah yeah we're dude, we can't help it you know
5: we're just a bunch of dorks, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, why should anybody care about what we're doing? So it's, um, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's all the support it is. just
6: gives our hearts a couple of huge boners, you
2: yeah? <laughs> oh, know?
5: And, and there it is. It's ruined. <laughs>
4: and we're back. And we're
2: back.
0: Well, sure. I just want to say thank you guys again for coming on today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have y'all. Of course thank you for yeah. having us it's, it's
1: great are... brian thank it's been a great it's been a great time thanks so much for having us man my oh, pleasure
0: man. definitely have to uh get you guys on again if you guys haven't had too bad of a time today have yeah, I'm gonna hear
2: about, i have to come yeah. back sure. to the kangaroo story gotta come back
4: yeah, that's uh, right yeah. See? You,
0: we need the kangaroo fight follow-up mm-hmm. i will definitely do that it's got <laughs> make sure to get you yeah. guys the video too oh,
4: and, oh let for me sure, know man sure, yeah. i'll i'll
6: commentate for sure
2: that could be a music video we just go to where the fight's happening and we just, you
0: know. dude honestly yeah just film that turn
6: it into a music video that'd
0: be great oh god honestly you could not stop me from watching that every second that i'm awake <laughs> right, right. <laughs> dude, powerful. all right we'll put something in the books shall we well i want to give a quick shout out to uh, our sponsor uh over at new groove magazine um if you haven't please go check them out. They're wonderful music publication, uh, writing uh, pieces on not just local music, but music from around the world as well. Um, So that'll do it today. Uh, Once again, I'm Brian, and uh, you guys can uh, give your own little sign off.
1: Yeah, this is is Dan. John. (laughs) Josh.
5: We, we are Solaris. Uh, oh, and-, and Chris and Rachel. Yes. We're not very good at signing off. So, yeah. We um, are Solaris.
4: <laughs> Love you.
5: Ya. Later, y'all.
4: Bye. Later. Later.